Welcome to the Waiting Warriors podcast. I'm Michelle Bowler. I'm an army wife of over eight years, a mom of four little girls, and a huge believer that being a supportive military or first responder loved one is way easier when you connect with the community. In addition to sharing some of my own insights and journey, I have set out to interview Waiting Warriors around the world so we can all learn together from their triumphs and their struggles. Together, we can do so much more than just survive. We can thrive. And that is what being a waiting warrior is all about. Hey, Waiting Warriors, welcome to another week on the Waiting Warrior podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Bowler. We have a fun guest today. I'm really excited to talk to her, kind of geeking out a little bit. This is Flossie Hall. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for coming. So Flossie is the COO of Ainsy. And if you heard Moni's episode, oh, sometime this year, this year's like all blending in together. I feel like 2020 has just been a blur for everybody. It's okay. <laughs> I want to say like it was just the other month, but it was probably like in March or April. Sometimes I feel like March was yesterday, and then sometimes yeah. I feel like we feel like it was a hundred years ago, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're all on the same page. But her episode was wonderful. Have you heard that? You heard about Amesy. Flossie's like the other side, the other powerhouse. To that, her husband is a Navy CB for eighteen years, and they have four kids ranging twenty-one to nine years old. So welcome to the show. It is, again, a huge pleasure to have you. Um, so I know you as like, like when I think of a military spouse, boss, babe, like just a total boss, I think of Flossie. <laughs> like, that's who I think of. Um, so can you kind of tell us about your entrepreneur experience? Because like I see you as this, but I know obviously that hasn't always been how things have been. No, which is crazy because um, I was an accidental entrepreneur and up until 2015, I didn't even know a single business owner, which was only five years ago. So most people are like, wait, what? And even still to this day, I've never taken a traditional business class. So um, my degrees are in psychology and biology, and I was supposed to go to school to be a doctor. So, um, you know, military spouse life, you, you get thrown into what you get thrown into. And um, I spent 10 years trying to be become a doctor and graduated, took my MCATs and my husband was getting deployed again. And with four kids, I was like, I'm never going to get to medical school. <laughs> I was like, this is not going to happen. Um, I was in, living in Southern California and I was applying to five of the hardest medical schools in the country. And I was like, even if I do get in, what am I going to do with these kids while I'm in medical school? Like, it's just not, it wasn't going to happen for me. And um, I started a meal prepping company out of my house, but I also started like selling tank tops, like workout tanks. And um, I had this like healthy food blog called Healthy Mama. And I was like selling e-cookbooks because I couldn't make any money because I was home with these kids. And I was like, ooh, what else can I sell? Like, how can I sell things to make money? Um, and I started this meal prepping business out of my house on accident and um, ended up making, I think, almost $80,000 my first six months out of my home kitchen um, with Whoa. one stove and some Craigslist uh, fridges out of, you know, base housing. 
and then decided to go rent a commercial kitchen. Um, never, I've never cooked commercially. I didn't know how to cook. My husband laughs and tells everybody I didn't know how to cook when we got married. He did all the cooking. Um, and then I went mm -hmm. on to um, launch this seven figure meal prepping company. Um, never been in a commercial kitchen and walked in and rented one one day and was like, I'll learn how to cook on all this equipment um, mm -hmm. and figured it out. I failed miserably all over the place and I didn't know what I was doing. But after a few years, we cooked a half a million healthy, affordable meals for the city of San Diego um, and did really good things. But I failed all over the place with that company. <laughs> um, we did great things, but it was definitely diving headfirst into entrepreneurship. And I fell in love with being my own boss and learning and um, the drive that it gave me and learning everything I could about entrepreneurship and having control of my my future, I guess. And um, with that, I also fell in love with employing military spouses and empowering them and then teaching them that they could take control of their career because I hired almost 100 military spouses in my first company. Wow. And I was, I, lots of them went on to start their own businesses because I was like, Hey, if I'm doing it, you can do it too. And then that became a passion. And then after my first company, I was like, Oh, what else can I do? Like, how can I keep doing this? But in something way easier than mass food production. So <laughs> 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 that's kind of how I got my foot in the door, but I don't ever want to mass cook food or chop thousands of pounds of chicken and cook rice by like sacks and sacks ever again. <laughs> that was not my dream job, although I loved what I did. It, it definitely um, did not fulfill um, my wildest dreams. <laughs> right. mm -hmm. So, so let's go, let's go back just a little You bit. look like your mind's blown a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I've seen pictures of um the healthy mama and like your production line but it was in the commercial kitchen and i knew yeah. you started like in your house but you said how many thousands of dollars from like just from your home in that uh, we did almost eighty thousand dollars in my home we were doing almost eight eight hundred meals a week in my house like out of my home kitchen and i'm a massive base house Right. I, in base housing, base housing. And I had two spouses who came over and then my teenage son who was 16 at the time and his girlfriend. So two spouses, two teenagers and me on a Saturday and a Sunday. And we cooked 800 meals out of my home kitchen. Um, I'm just, I'm a master at organization and like um, strategy. And I didn't uh -huh. know that my brain works in like patterns and efficiencies. And that's why I've become so good at business and scaling and models because I can go in and see uh, efficiencies and where you can cut time and um, that works really well when you're cooking yeah. food. <laughs> so uh, I could see the way to cook food, like cut this while this is on the stove, while this is in the oven, pull this out, let this cool while you're chopping this. And it was just like a beautiful orchestra almost Yeah. Um, that while this is being cut, plate this, like bag this while this is going in. And if you time it perfectly, um, that's where people struggle with cooking like Thanksgiving dinner because they don't do it in the right order. And then you have yeah. cold food and then hot food. And um, I just figured that out really quickly. And within five to six hours, we had 800 meals. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> one that's really cool that your brain works that way. Like I, I love hearing things like that because I love seen evidence of how different everybody is and how awesome that is 
Like, yeah, I'm a systems person and I didn't know that in the beginning. I just, I love systems and procedures and operations and um, the bigger we got, the tighter it had to be. And I just mm -hmm. kept going, well, if you're walking from this room to that room, you should be carrying this with you because you're, you know, saving 37 seconds of your time. And if you carry the tray with you and you scoop this, like I could just literally cut time. And it, I was like, time equals money and money equals people. And my brain just constantly was calculating math and efficiencies. And like, um, it was, my brain works in math and numbers and angles. And I was like, oh, okay. And by the time we had a hundred employees, I was like, that'll save us a thousand dollars a week. That'll save us 142 hours. That'll save yeah. us this. And people would look at me and they go, what? <laughs> Which is why we, we did seven figures our first year in business and why we were able to scale from my home kitchen to, you know, half a million meals in two yeah. years because of operational efficiencies, and yeah. which is why I'm able to work with big companies that I worked with afterwards, go in and help consult on how to scale businesses and scale business models and yeah. then go on to build other big businesses into six figure businesses myself. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's just, a, it's a, it's systems and procedures. Mm -hmm. So two things. One that is so geeky and I like love it. It's like I'm a super so nerd. So <laughs> fun. But I also love that like you didn't know that about yourself. You know what I mean? But until you started doing things. Because kind of the second thing I was thinking, like you started in an on-base house with just you and then some friends and like your kids, and it's like so many, like, I, I, I wish I could see all the listeners and like have everybody raise their hand. Like how many times have we thought that we couldn't do something because of it's specifically like something business or just anything like this just applies to any life, but like we couldn't do something because of our house and how our military house is because, you know, Sometimes they're good houses and sometimes they're not great houses. And you can tell it's like, oh, I have no idea what the contractor was thinking when they built this. Oh, I know. But then even just like military life in general creates those situations that are hard to do something like grow an $80,000 a year. You know what I mean? Like up to seven figure business. Like, but you did it because you just looked past the I can't, you know what I mean? Or it's like the mental barriers that yeah. you can't have in business or in life. And as a military spouse, we let our mental barriers stop us so much because we're so, we're beaten down. We're exhausted. We put ourselves last and I was tired of putting myself last. I couldn't go to medical school and I felt defeated. Like I literally was like, I fought for this for 10 years. Like now what am I supposed to do? And in business and in entrepreneurship, you're going to fail every way possible. And if you think that you can't do something, you can't do it. Like you have to learn how to do it. Like you can't buy a new program and know how to do it unless you try to use it. You can't, you don't know everything, but you have to put yourself out there and just do it. Or you have to ask for help or you have to learn it. So if you look at my Instagram for anybody that's listening, I've left every photo on my personal Instagram, which is public all the way back from the day I started as my first weight loss photo to my food pictures to where I became like a foodie Instagrammer to my first meal prepping photos to my company photos to my business today. And you will see the evolution of like, I sucked <laughs> like for a long 
long time. Like, then I figured out lighting and like, you know, digital editing apps and like, you figure things out, but you, you can't let those mental barriers of I can't do it. I didn't. I was just like, I literally have the first notebook from when I started Healthy Mom. It's a single subject, a spiral notebook on the first page. It says website. Second page, it says recipes. Third page, it says pricing. Like fourth page, it says how to cook the food. Like it, I had no idea what I was doing, but I sat in front of a computer and I Googled until my brains fell out. Like I stayed up, I did it and I burnt the rice and I overcooked the chicken and I delivered the meals late and I apologized and I gave refunds and I valued my customers and I customer serviced the hell out of that business because I did everything wrong. But I said, I love you and I'm doing this for you. So please just bear with me and you can't be afraid to fail and just do it and forgive yourself. Get up and go, what, what went right? What went wrong? And just keep going. Yeah. I just saw a quote somewhere on Instagram that was like, start doing it now. You'll thank yourself in six months because you'll be that much better. And I've seen that in myself in so many different ways, you know, personal and business. Like, you know, you mentioned like the pictures, like you don't get good at taking pictures until you start taking pictures. Like, I don't think there's any photographer, maybe like the Mozart of photography, you know, the one prodigy, but everybody always sucks at stuff in the beginning, but then six months and a year and then a year and a half and two years later, it's like, oh, I'm actually kind of good at this. So I like that. But it's everything that you do. It's, I mean, every day I'm like, I mean, we have a podcast now, we have a blog, we have a website. I mean, I've learned how to build e-commerce sites. I've learned how to do social media marketing and strategy. I've learned how to, you know, I know, I know almost every part of business inside and out from pitch decks to venture capital to everything where I didn't know what these words even meant five years ago, you know, and now I'm teaching them at universities for, you know, lecturing in classes. So you can't say you don't know what you don't know until you dive in and just, you do it. Yeah. And, you know, just like podcasting, like I said, like, do your first podcast, then you're like, oh, and then I can get better. And then there's lighting and then there's, you know, show notes and then there's this. And then, you know, there's all these great things that just don't be afraid to do it. Don't let it scare you. Everybody sucks when you first start and then it's a little less over time. Like yeah. <laughs> I always say, we all don't know what we're doing. We're just at different levels of not knowing what we're doing. Like just dive yeah. in and do it. Who cares? Yeah. I think I can't remember what podcast I heard it on but when I like really started getting into personal development and like all that kind of stuff I just binged podcasts all the time and I wish I could remember who said it so then I could properly like quote and give credit but they said like here's the secret to adulthood everybody's making it up and I was like oh that like helped just helped me so much because it just puts so much less pressure on you. It's like, we are all making this up hundred percent, just making it up. So just do something. Just do it. And everyone's like, how are you crushing it? Like me and you just talked about a few minutes ago. They're like, you're so amazing. I'm like, I just took a nap two hours ago. Cause I'm exhausted. Like, are you exhausted? Cause I'm, like, I'm still living the military spouse lifestyle. I still have four kids at home. It's still COVID and yeah. I'm still running a full-time business. Like I'm still tired. Just like everybody else. I just get up every day, do my job and like, 
if I'm tired, I take a nap. Like some days I call in and say, I'm done for the day. Like I'm canceling my meetings. Like we're all just doing the best that we can. You just don't post that stuff always on social media, but I'm always real with people where I'm like, I'm just like you are like <laughs> I'm the same human. Uh, I run on coffee and naps. Like that's that I power down on the weekends and um, I love snuggles and I have to like wake up, look at my phone and go, Oh, I have so many meetings today. <laughs> like, I want to cancel them all. <laughs> it's the same thing, but it's just, it's no different than anybody else's work day. Like it's, you know, if five years ago, like I said, it was my first, you know, expedition, but 10 years before that, when I wanted to go to medical school, everyone's like, why just, just do this, just become an EMT or just become a nurse. And I was like, why I want to become a doctor. Like, that's odd to say, I want to become a doctor. If I keep going, it, I will be, you know, 10 years from now, if I don't start today, I will never become a doctor. Like, and I didn't give up and I got almost there. I applied to medical school and I was like, but I did tremendous things. Like I got my EMT license. I did genetic research. Like I did so many wonderful things, um, but I didn't give up on that goal. But people kept telling me to like cut myself short because of the time it was going to take me. And I never understood that. And I was like, Time shouldn't scare anybody. Like if you just take one step at a time, like you'll get there eventually. What are you doing instead? Like wishing you were going to get there? Like, <laughs> yeah, a lot of us do that, like especially as military spouses. And that was kind of going to be my next question is like, how, how did you keep on pushing through when, you know, like medical school is no joke, but I'm guessing you had PCSs in between there. I'm guessing there was like, if not a deployment, lot, you know, TDYs and separations where you're doing this all by yourself. Like, how do you, well, not how do you now, but like, how did you just keep on pushing through? Well, it was terrible. Like my undergrad took me 10 years. It took me four states and four colleges to finally graduate wow. because I had four kids. Like I had two of my kids, my, my third, I had her or had him, um, two months before I got my associate's degree. And I, I was like, I just got to move. And my husband PCS'd before I did, I had to stay behind so I could stay and graduate with like two young kids pregnant. I'm like, I just got to get this associate's degree. Then transferred, got pregnant with my fourth, was at the University of Michigan. I had professors telling me like, do you think you're taking on too much? I'm like, I'm going to murder you where you stand. Like, I will get this done, you know, with a husband who's deployed. I've, you know, pregnant with my fourth. I'm at one of the top universities. I'm doing genetic research. I'm like, I will do this. Like, but I cried a lot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I look back at all my Facebook statuses. I whined all the time. Like, I was like, this is terrible. I'm never going to do this. But I had a great support system. I had family who lived near me um, who helped. I, my sister lived with me for a little bit. And um, I'd have to take a semester off. I would have to take one class one semester. I'd have to take five classes the last semester. Um, and then we moved. And I took a year off. And then I moved back deployment like it it's the same military spouse story but the the thing that is the most important was that I wasn't going to give up um I was determined to make it happen no matter what state I was in or what school I was attending I was like I'm going to graduate I'm going to get this degree um but you do feel beat down because I didn't have a choice of where I was living I was like oh we have to move again like mm -hmm. I did feel defeated and when I finally 
realize medical school wasn't happening. I didn't say it wasn't happening forever. I just said, it's not happening right now. Like I had a two-year-old at home and I had a four-year-old at home and I had four kids in four different schools in San Diego that I had to drive all over the place. And a husband who worked special teams um, that was never home. And I was like, I can't do this. Like now is not my time, um, but it will come. So I knew that my MCATs were good for five years. So I was like, maybe in a few more years, um, but I didn't give up. And instead I pivoted because I said, I have to do something for me. I refuse to put myself last or just count myself out. And I found something for me. It wasn't volunteering. I did volunteer a lot, but I had to make a career. I needed to be paid and I needed to make um, a purpose with my life. And I found it. And that was entrepreneurship. And I haven't given that up. Even now in COVID, I'm, this year is not the best. Now I'm a homeschool teacher too, to two small children. And I'm running a business and a house and um, doing all the things the rest of the world's doing. But I still, you know, work and I'm working later and doing what I can, but I just don't give up on myself. I'm allowed to, I'm one sixth of my family and it's not fair that I'm not allowed to chase my dreams too. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to always be like, well, everybody else comes first. And then I guess I'll my stuff when they're 25, like, no, you guys need to go play in the back room while mom sits down and takes care of my dreams for four hours a day or two hours a day or whatever that looks like. Like I'm important too. Yeah. I love that you're one sixth of the family. Like you're not, you're not last. You're not, it's, and it's not even at least like the way I hear it is it's not that I'm always first either. Like we just kind of all shift, like we're together, we're the family and you are an equal one sixth of that. I haven't, I haven't heard that quite like that. And I really like that. I say that all the time. Everyone's like, how do you do all that you do? I was like, I don't. I'm one sixth of my family. My kids have chores. Like mm -hmm. I do have older kids now because I, I had kids younger, but they do chores. They babysit. They help with groceries. My, my husband helps. Like we all do our part with the dogs and the housework and the cooking. And I'm one sixth of this family. I'm not expected to do more than that. Uh, my children are expected to do their part and be independent and not rely on me more than they should. Um, they have to buck up and be part of this family. And there's a lot on military families. And uh, when my husband's gone or when he's at work or during a pandemic, like we all have to step up and do our part and take care of each other. And that means them taking care of me too. Like that's important for spouses to know your family should be taking care of you as much as you take care of them. Yeah. I love that. Cause it's like how much not e easier. Like I don't, I don't think it ever gets easier, but like our capacity both as individuals, but then as the family unit, like our capacity then grows and we're able to do more when everybody contributes and the mom is treated like, and, and treats herself like, I mean, a six, because we both have four kids. So, yeah. so whatever, <laughs> whatever your ratio is. Um, but like, it, it's so funny because I think a lot of times we act as martyrs and we think we're doing our family a good service, but then we're actually not. No, where you're like, I'll just clean the house. I'll just yeah. have dinner or I'll just do that. 
no, that's not how that works. And I say that all the time because I'm stubborn, but I'm like, I'm not going to just do it. No, you get up and you go do it or it will sit messy and there will be repercussions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Our children from a small age, they have chores and they get paid for their chores. And that way, when they want things from the store, they have learned the value of money, even as little ones, like pick up your toys and you get, you know, your 50 cents or whatever it is. Um, But they've learned the value of contributing that it's not my responsibility to do all of the things in this house. I'm one person, like they outnumber me. (laughs) They they out, And then when you add two dogs and a cat, like this house is a zoo. I do not have the time to, I didn't even want the dogs as much as I love them. But like, there's so much dog hair and like, I, I need them to help me. And, you know, it's great that my you know, teenager and my 21 year old, like they can drive and run errands and, you know, cook dinner and, you know, take the kids out when I'm having a rough day where I'm like, I just need peace and quiet. Like you guys all got to get out of this house. Um, But I just, they all have a list of chores to do. They get paid to do things. They contribute. They feel valued when they want things. There's no fights about it because you have money or you don't. Um, And it's just, it's a value system for all of us. And it takes the weight off of my shoulders that sometimes the house is messy when I go to sleep, but I don't care because I'm tired and I'm going to crawl in bed and I'm going to get my eight hours because I got a big day tomorrow. (laughs) So it is what it is. Yeah. I have a question. What what would you say to a military spouse um, or any any waiting warrior? So like law enforcement, first responder, very similar like lifestyle as us. What would you say to somebody who wants to start something um, but has a whole list of like why it wouldn't work or it couldn't work or they can't. I would make a second list of why not? Like, why not? Like what there's, I hear the why, why it won't work every day. Like I work with military spouses all over the world and I work with people that are just, they want to start a business and they're like, well, I can't because, and I hear this like list of I have young kids or I need to finish my degree first, right? And I can negate every single one of those things to say, well, or I don't have the money or I don't know how to start a a website or it's like, well, you can learn to build your own website. You can watch YouTube. You can do this. Like no one is stopping you from learning it. No one's putting a, you know, a gun to your head to say it has to be done tomorrow. Like what if you started today and built it over the next six months or the year or, um, Start making for every answer that you say, I can't do it because, answer your own question. Answer your own question and and force yourself to to say why you can do it. And I think that we just put, put ourselves through too many mental barriers. And it's that same reason why people don't work out and why they don't lose weight. And excuses are really, really hard to conquer. But I say, I just get up in the morning and I don't think about why I don't want to do things. I don't have the, I don't want us. <laughs> I could have the, I don't want us all day. I just look at my to-do list and I just do it. Um, and that's how I get things done. And at the end of the day, I got a tiny bit done. And then the next day I got a tiny bit more done. I got a tiny bit more done because even one step every day puts you 52 steps closer next year. Like 
that's it, half a pound each day, put you at 26 pounds of weight loss next year. Like you have to think about like tiny, tiny steps. It'll get you there. Um, you just got to do it. That's it. Can't be afraid. You're going to fail. That's it. You're going to fail. Get over it. <laughs> get some really great people to surround you and to help you and support you, but you just got to do it. I always say leap and build it on the way down. I love that. Like, like, yeah. Okay. Leap. I can do leap. it. Like, I, I'm leaping and building it on the way down with people in the back of it. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> so just don't tell anybody. <laughs> uh, you just, you can't, you know, you, you leap and build it on the way down. And that's the, the best thing you can do is to believe in yourself. And for every excuse, you're going to have excuses. You just got to do it. Like, yeah. I don't have enough time. Well, what are you doing? I spend on Facebook, you know, like, oh, well, the kids are too young. Well, maybe you could do it while they're napping, or maybe you could do it while they're in bed. Well, I don't know. I don't have enough money. Well, there's free resources. Well, I don't know how to do this. Well, you can learn it on YouTube. Like for every answer, like try to try to be your own anti or make somebody else answer it for you. Like yeah. find an accountability buddy. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. So last question. What is your key to thriving? that you want to share with your fellow waiting warriors? Take care of yourself. Um, like I said before, whatever taking care of yourself is, um, for me, it's sleep. I sleep because that's my like go-to. I love to sleep. My body needs to sleep. I have to sleep at least eight hours a night every night. Um, I don't know if it's like my brain recharging or <laughs> what it is, but if I don't sleep, uh, I don't function. I don't function for my family. I don't function for my business. Um, some people need to eat well. Some people need to exercise. Some people need yoga. Um, whatever that is for you, find that one thing that makes you function um, for you, 10 minutes of music or a fresh walk, like take care of you every day, like do something for you that makes you the best you that you can be, because it will make you a better spouse. It'll make you a better mother. It will make you a better friend, a better person. Um, and for me, like I make sure I get my sleep every day. So I have a clear head. I'm in a good mood. I have energy. Like I said, I took a nap earlier <laughs> so I could get up and do the rest of my nightly duties. Um, but whatever that thing is, just make sure you take care of yourself. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Like I, I love this episode. It's just like a, you can, like you can do it, whatever, whatever it is that you have been thinking all 2020 that you couldn't do. No, Flossie just said you could. So you can like, there's your permission. There's your gateway. It's all pretty much on YouTube. If you don't have, if you don't know how to, it's on YouTube or Google. I went to the school of Google and YouTube. It's a great yeah. university. Yeah. I got, my business, I got my business degree from there. <laughs> <laughs> Who goes to business school anyways now? Like, I know. I'm like, I don't have one of those fancy business degrees. And I built a seven-figure company and several six-figure companies. It's okay. If you can do it, Google, yeah. Google, Google spent all the money for us. <laughs> <laughs> they did all the hard work. Yeah. Google. I yeah. you. <laughs> well, thank you, Flossie, for coming on the show. Guys, make sure you reach out, say thank you, because I know she, I know this episode like helped people. I know it did. So make sure you reach out and say thank you. Um, 
And remember, just because it's hard doesn't mean it has to be miserable because Flossie said you can do it. Thanks again. If you are loving this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review. Reviews help other waiting warriors out there find this amazing community and resource. It will go a long way and only takes like five seconds. Thanks so much.